Hi there, and thank you for listening to the Call Me By Your Game podcast. This is your host, Connor McCabe, and I am here to give you a little intro before the show and give you some action items to help in the movement for uh, not only supporting black lives, but to supporting Americans in general. So uh, the three action items I have for you begin with the first, which is I would encourage all of my listeners to not only learn about what is going on in Portland, but um, you know, put yourself to action to try to see what you can do to help. Um, if you're not aware and there is a link uh, for this action item so you can read all about it and learn is that um, the TLDR is that there are federal agents who are unidentified that have been deployed by Donald Trump from the Department of Homeland Security who are illegally detaining protesters and citizens in Portland, Oregon. Um, this is very, very scary. You know, it's it's an attempt of, you know, Trump to, you know, stamp out these protests and it's a, you know, they're starting to roll this out and he's talked about rolling this out in Chicago as well. And it's very, very scary. Um, you know, if people, you know, unarmed agents are showing up and whisking people off the street, um, that only reminds me of, uh, you know, some very horrific things that have happened, you know, not only in our country, uh, but in other countries. And it's what happens to, you know, certain Americans, uh, and it's just affecting white people now. So please learn about this and learn about what you can do. The ACLU has some helpful information, um, information. Uh, my f- friend Paula Viganallen has a great uh, email list that is has all to do with supporting Black Lives. So there is the link to the sign up there, so you can um, get notified of this. This list has many helpful resources that goes out multiple times a week for not only action items but places you can donate, seminars you can attend, events you can attend, protests. So uh, I strongly encourage you to sign up for this list. So thank you, uh, Paula V, for doing that. And then the last thing is to just remind everyone um that uh there have been you know at this point more people arrested for protesting Brianna Taylor's murder than have been arrested for actually murdering her the three police officers um have not been arrested or charged with any crime even though they broke into Brianna Taylor's home with an illegal no knock warrant shot her in her sleep and then proceeded to not check on her after that um so we need to hold the police accountable and this is just a reminder that that doesn't happen in this country um and there will be action items for you to see what you can still help with that situation on that email list thank you for listening to the intro and please enjoy this wonderful episode of call me by your game Welcome back to the Call Me By Your Game podcast. This is a podcast where we talk to someone about a video game that is special to them and why. We'll talk about what made playing that game special, what they love about it, and the context around how they fell in love with the game for the first time. A little bit of housekeeping at the top here. Uh, visit our call me by visit our website at callmebyyourgame.com. You can email us email us at callmebyyourgamepodcast at gmail.com. And if you like what we're doing here and you want to support the show, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That's very helpful. You can share it with a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way. You can support us at Patreon at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. And at the $10 tier, you get all sorts of bonus content, including a monthly Call Me By Your Game co-op episode uh, featuring a panel of lovely people sharing their experiences with iconic games. All right, that's enough of that. Uh, let's get straight into the best part of the show, <laughs> which is where I, your host, as usual, Mikey Stevens, uh, introduce uh, the guest of the show. He is an incredibly funny improviser, comedian, writer, a well-known sweet man. He's the poster boy for Nintendo. He's a legendary podcast host of this very show, Connor, Jimmy the Wizard Woods McCabe. Connor, welcome to your podcast. 
Oh my gosh! Thank you for having me, Mr. Stevens. Of uh, course. What a what an intro that uh, that I don't even know if I deserve it. That was so sweet of you. Of course you do. Of course you do. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm very excited to be on the other side. How does it feel over there? You know, it feels really good. It's great. It's like I didn't have to do really anything for this one. It's kind of <laughs> nice to just to sit back and That's not uh, true. get ready to also, share. It's also for... honestly really cool that you shared my middle name. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did you catch that reference? I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Wait, what movie is that? Uh, the Wizard. Have you ever seen oh. The Wizard? I haven't seen The Wizard, but I'm very familiar with it, and it's uh, it's it's a uh, fame. Yeah, it's great. So yeah, his name is uh, Jimmy Woods in the movie. So Jimmy the Wizard Woods. Okay. So it, was, it was that's it Fred was, Savage's uh, character. That's not Fred. That's his uh, little brother. So he's not the wizard. Fred Savage is like his older brother who makes sure he's okay throughout the whole movie. Uh, it's great. Okay. If you've never seen The Wizard, you got to see... If you love video games, Connor, you got to see The Wizard. <laughs> you should go do that. Uh, I should. I should. It kind of sounds like to me that... Uh, like, you know, I was thinking that Fred Savage was the wizard. It's kind of like how a lot of people probably think that Link is Zelda sort of thing. That's exactly it. He is not, uh, in fact, the hero. Okay. uh, But he is an additional character. (laughs) Um, Connor, did you want to maybe explain what's going on here? What what the heck uh, I'm doing talking to uh, to you, asking you questions? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and thank you so much for hosting today, uh, of course. Mikey. It, of course. It's really fun. You know, had to have uh, one of my good buds do it. I'm, I'm glad that you said yes. Um, what we're doing today is uh, kicking off the first of a series of four special little spotlights on some uh, baseball games that are very special to me. Um, I don't like all sports games. I've played a bunch of them, um, but... I was every summer when it rolls around, even I would say as early as springtime, I get really excited about getting back into playing baseball video games. And there are a few that uh, have always had a special place in my heart and one very new one. Um, And this is the first of those. So I'm going to have a guest host for each episode. The first one leading off for us leading off is uh, (laughs) a very, very, very episode appropriate, (laughs) you know, Mr. Mikey Stevens. Um, And I'll have a few other guests. We'll see who they are later. Uh, But yeah, so this is just the first of four. So I'm excited to dive into it. Excellent. Um, And we are today talking about the game Major League Baseball featuring Ken Griffey Jr. uh, Who is... Uh, as far as I'm concerned, the Michael Jordan of baseball, uh, and also uh, from Seattle, Washington, and the only baseball player I know of to have his own shoe. Um, that's there's yeah. just some Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. history for you. Um, I did want to ask though, because I know that you're doing this and you love um, uh, baseball video games, but I did want to ask you about like your connection to baseball itself. Um, Ooh. Yeah, Ooh, already to, thrown me my first curveball. I do, I do. I just wanted to throw <laughs> that in there because I think uh, we could talk vids all, all day, but I think the the point of this podcast, right, is like your connection and and your experience. So I wanted to get a little background on that. Can you just uh, talk about maybe what baseball means to you and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, you've opened Pandora's box, my friend. So here we go. Um, <laughs> Baseball, uh, it's funny when I look back at like growing up being a kid, there was a lot that I would get very fixated on things that I would love, such as like the Ninja Turtles were a huge Mm -hmm. obsession of mine for a while, which Mm -hmm. probably just, you know, very common among people our age. Sure. Um, loved video games as, as we obviously know. Um, but one of my biggest loves that has remained a great love of mine, uh, is the sport of baseball. Um, my my it was just one of those things that like my family always like watched and liked baseball growing up but i would i think the reason that i love baseball is because my my mom's side is from st louis missouri um and you the listener can't see it but i'm wearing a st louis cardinals hat one that i wear often i confirm Um, for the listener i can see it and he is in fact wearing that hat 
Perfect. Uh, thank you for the confirmation. Glad uh-huh. they're glad they know I'm an honest guest. Uh, yep. um, but my mom's from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, and that's where most of my family is. My dad is, was an only child of an only child. So I really don't have any family in California, but I do have a lot of family in the St. Louis area, specifically Alton, Illinois, and they are huge Cardinals fans and were huge Cardinals fans. Uh, when I was growing up, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals have like a very, they're very well known for having very passionate fans. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately have nicknamed themselves, which has become a joke of itself, the best fans in baseball, <laughs> okay. uh, which has been like a, cause you know, some Cardinals fans, I'll be honest, are just up their own ass and think sure. they are better than other fans. Um, but just, we would, we were very lucky, um, growing up to be able to visit my family I would say probably every other summer. Uh, so we'd be, get to fly out, you know, my family of four, very lucky to do that so often. And since they're my only family grew to love them very much. It was special to visit family. Cause I didn't ever really get to see them out in California. Um, and they were huge Cardinals fans and, you know, visiting over the summer is baseball season. So the Cardinals would either be on TV or we would get to go to like one game when we visit. So, uh, fell in love with the Cardinals, fell in love with like Mark McGuire, Ozzie Smith, uh, and remain a huge Cardinals fan today. Uh, so that's kind of how I got into baseball. I played it growing up. I played it through high school. I had an opportunity, which I've said before <laughs> to play in college, but I didn't do that. Um, mostly cause it was like a very, like very, very low opportunity, mm. um, at like a very, very small school, uh, and a few of them, but uh, I wanted to have fun in college. Uh, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and That's you're crazy for that. <laughs> I know. I know. So I didn't do that, but uh, have remained a huge baseball fan. I've been able to go to a lot of great games growing up. Um, a lot of great Giants games, uh, some playoff games and uh, baseball video games. You know, as a kid growing up, like especially in the summer, uh, like having fun. One of my favorite things to do is play wiffle ball or like real baseball over the summer. Mm-hmm. But like when it was too hot or I couldn't do that or it was time to go inside, I wanted to play baseball video games, mm-hmm. my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and in fact, this year I was supposed to play in an adult, uh, co-ed rec baseball league, but obviously COVID had other plans. So maybe, maybe next year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so great. We'll see. That's great, man. Um, so you chose uh, this game, this uh, Major League Baseball featuring Ken Griffey mm-hmm. Jr. Um, so because have you? I don't know if it, you, you you kind of were like don't uh, don't you steered me away from getting your whole history. Um, but yes. is there is there a, like a um, a baseball games history leading to this one to you that you wanted to share maybe? <sighs> Or or Good was it the question. first or was it the first one or 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 something like that? You know, I think um this may have been the first baseball video game that I really played. Um I'm almost certain of that now. Um and I'm happy to talk about whenever whenever the time comes, my history of like when I discovered this game or like how I got it. Um but yeah, it's definitely the first for me. And, you know, uh, kicked off, you know, whole, whole, uh, whole bunch more times of me loving baseball games. But yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think we're, we're going to like deep dive. So maybe, maybe we'll pocket, uh, uh, that question. Um, I will take the opportunity to do a little game history and context, or did you have any, did you like want to give me the rundown? Because uh, I can just rattle off uh, what I have Honestly, here. Honestly, I, I would love for you to do it. I didn't. Yeah. I actually didn't come prepared for any of that today. <laughs> <laughs> Good, you're not supposed to. I, I, I did my I did my homework. Oh, uh, thank you. Cool. So, um, Major League Baseball featuring Ken Griffey Jr. is a baseball video game produced by Nintendo and developed by Angel Studios for the Nintendo 64 platform. The game is a follow-up to Nintendo's previous title featuring Ken Griffey. It was called Ken Griffey Jr.'s Winning Run. It was released on May 31st, 1998, and allows players to choose any contemporary Major League Baseball franchise 
and play through an exhibition, a complete season, or a World Series. Players can also uh, select up to four individuals from any team to compete in a home run derby. The game also features all 30 MLB team stadiums. The game uh, was seen as a faster, more arcade-like baseball game compared to its uh, rivaling product, the more realistic baseball simulation, All-Star Baseball 99. Nintendo released a a sequel the following year called Ken Griffey Jr.'s Slugfest. Uh, so that's, uh, that's this game. Ooh, love it. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's, let's dive in. Let's, uh, let's get into the, to that, uh, nitty gritty. So, um, so you chose this. I like the, I like the baseball reference as the lead off. And it sounds like it was for you. It was the first baseball game uh, we've discovered, which is uh, fun for me. I feel like I'm doing something right. We're getting somewhere. (laughs) Um, So yeah, this, this, uh, this game meant a lot to you then. It sounds like, Um, what, when did you acquire this game? Uh, How many hours did you spend playing it? Let's start with when. When when did you get this game? Cool. Uh, thanks for asking. Um, I uh, I got this game. It was a very special day. This was Christmas, nineteen ninety eight, and this game actually came packaged uh, with my Nintendo sixty four oh, that I got wow. for Christmas. Wow. Yeah. Um. So it was my you know the first. Uh, console that I ever was like my own besides like the original Game Boy Um, so it was very special but I I actually didn't want this game and Mm. I didn't know it existed Uh all I gave a (laughs) shit about was Super Mario 64 that's what I wanted (laughs) right makes sense sure Um, but but this came with the game and I think I remember I kind of remember like feeling like my parents were like sneaking in a sports game here mm. like it almost and this is going to sound so i don't need to qualify it but basically what it felt like to me was kind of like getting socks for christmas oh no <laughs> i know what, what i know uh, which is like so what do you think just, their intention was you think they were like maybe if he uh plays a sports game he'll play more sports uh or was it you know, you know, that's a good question. Um, I think that if they were thinking that that was a good choice because it worked and because mm. I was really not athletic, especially when I was very young, like up until I was like, I think through age nine, I sucked at sports and baseball in particular. Okay. After then, I was really good. Um, but at this age, I actually think the whole reason that it came was just that like, it was probably the one at Costco. I need to, I, I don't even remember. I think it was the package at Costco that they got and they knew I liked baseball. So they probably thought it was a good idea. But for some reason I had like, I didn't tell them this, but I had such like a internally negative reaction to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so we, I remember getting this game, but all I wanted to do was play Super Mario 64, which I don't eat. I probably like, barely even played king griffey when i first got it but i'm assuming that like when spring rolled around you know um uh spring of 99 that i probably really got into it but yeah i got it christmas that year and uh was lucky to lucky to get it even though i didn't dive in for a while okay very cool um so that what is this uh you have siblings yes I do. I have a younger sister, Carly, who we played a ton of N64 together after this. Was this a game that you would play together or was this a solo endeavor? So um, this is it's not one that her and I ever played together. Her and I would play stuff like uh, Mario Party. We would play. Um, I don't know if you ever played Banjo because Banjo Kazooie or Banjo Tooie growing up, but <laughs> I know for sure in Tooie they had like a multiplayer mode. They had mini games, but one of them was like a first person shooter mini game. What? In I Banjo know, Kazooie? I, yes. I I'm I'm a PlayStation boy, so no, this is new. Enlighten That's right. me. What what was this? 
so in Banjo Kazooie, they had a few different mini games, I believe. One of them was this first person shooter where you could either be uh, Banjo and Kazooie, like Banjo would hold Kazooie like a gun, um, <laughs> or you could be the the witch in Banjo Kazooie, Grunty. And so me and my friend Eddie, who I did play King Griffey Jr. with, and I'm sure we'll get that in into that later, we would play with Carly. And we'd always make Carly be grunty and we'd just run around shooting each other and it was a fun game. But no, she never played this game with me. Um, this game was both for me because they have a really good, you know, multiplayer. You can play two player on this system or on this game was a I did dove in a lot of time in both first person and multiplayer with King Griffey Jr., uh okay so you brought up your boy eddie who shouts out to eddie he's come up uh quite a bit yeah um, hard so not you... to mention my childhood best friend on yeah, this show yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so so you did play a bunch with him though it sounds like yes we would like we spent so much time uh together growing up especially like right around this age we had become we were i don't think we were friends yet i think we became friends like in like 1999 um i think right around there is when we became friends um but we would spend a lot of time with each other like hopefully like every weekend it was like one of us was probably staying at each other's house on like saturday or we would over the summer like at multiple times a week staying at each other's place uh his family was like my family and vice versa but we would play you know having like a friend like him was so helpful because growing up because even though my sister was like a was a great sister and all she didn't want to play sports and had no interest but him and i would go outside and play like wiffle ball someone to pitch to or someone to pitch to me mm-hmm. someone to like you know play basketball against mm-hmm. uh so we would do all that including play this game um i don't i my but my most fond memories of playing this game with eddie is like not necessarily even like it like intense matchups against each other um because like you said before it was really fun uh and fascinating to be and i might get into this later about stuff i love about the game but like it was awesome to be able to choose the major league teams with the major league rosters that was so cool yeah um but why are we getting fun fun fact about that specifically when you initially asked me to do this episode there's a very similar ken griffey game uh, with a very similar title, whom I did all sorts of preparation for. And, oh, no way. Uh, and then I realized it was like a, very, a slight variation. I wish I could remember what it is. Um, but in that game, Ken Griffey Jr. is the only actual MLB player you can play as, and everyone else is fictitious. Uh, oh, wow. All the teams are real. Like, it's all the MLB teams, but okay. all the characters on it, aside from Ken Griffey Jr., uh, yeah, I no way. just thought I would share that anyway. I'm so glad you did. That's so funny. I It, it kind of, uh, thinking about licensing, especially with sports games, it always seems to be somewhat of a tumultuous road. Um, like, my f- this is a game that, spoiler alert, will come up on this you know, series of baseball games I'm doing, but the MVP baseball series is, in my opinion, the best... Uh, like realistic baseball franchise and games that they've ever been made, but they lost the license in after 2005 Mm -hmm. and in 06, when they made the next baseball game, they had to do college teams because they couldn't get the pro license anymore. Um, because EA, uh, like bought exclusive rights to it. So I'm glad that I got the one with a bunch of pro players because I know that (laughs) added to the fun. Yeah. Um, talking a little bit back about like what Eddie and I would do like I was saying we wouldn't necessarily I I'm sure we did have intense matchups and like we're both competitive and wanted to do well but I remember having the most fun in this game doing the home run derby like you said Mm -hmm. um and also doing like there's a few elements of this game that take it from being like very realistic to very silly and cartoony mm-hmm. specifically when you're playing a fielder um and when you're controlling a fielder you can press a button i think it's b you can you'll dive and a you will 
leap in the air like you're trying to catch a, a high fly ball. Um, this was especially fun for us. Like if one of us was getting killed to try to get the other person back in the game, if like you hit, like let's say he hit a line drive to the center fielder, okay. I would like dive the other way. And <laughs> it was always so funny to us because that's just silly in general. But two, when you dive, uh, the players all make the same generic oh, sound. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> almost like they're getting hit in the nuts. Um, <laughs> so we would do that, especially I think like if one of us was like it was really not a close game and we wanted to make it fun we would just have our players diving all over the field and uh moments like that stick out to me and uh and when i would play with him the home run derby because like you said earlier you could choose up to four uh players to be in the home run derby from any Mm -hmm. team and there are some like iconic power hitters in this game. Of course, King Griffey Jr. You mentioned McGuire was in this, right? Mark McGuire, my guy. Uh, this was the year. This came out the year that Sammy Sosa, you know, really arrived, and they had the home run chase. So he's okay in this game. But you could be him. You could be Barry Bonds. Um, you know, oh, Jason Giambi was huge. So, Sosa wasn't like, like really great statistically because it was a year prior or whatever when they made this game correct interesting um yeah he had i think he had a few like decent years 97 i'm pretty sure he had a great year but like it was his first great year so i think the developers just made him like decent to Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. um but then i'm sure after this year when you know he hits like something like 66 homers um i think his stats probably went up a bit yeah Cool. But uh, that's pretty much what I remember playing with Eddie as far as multiplayer goes. Awesome, man. Um, so you 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 uh, you mentioned some of the other greats, but this one was off off obviously special to you. Um, what mm-hmm. specifically was special about it? Why why this game? That's a great question. Um, I'm sure my I feel like my thoughts will probably unravel as I start to talk about stuff <laughs> yeah. uh, or unfurl. Um. It's really interesting. I don't. I do not remember the moment where this game went from being like that game that was like socks at Christmas to sure. like a game that like I could play all day. I think if I really think about it, a couple things that were special. A um, is the the licensing of the players, the teams, and the stadiums. Like this was like a you know you look at it now and the graphics are very blocky there's really no detail on any player's faces right. <laughs> except right. if like they have like a goatee or eyebrows <laughs> yeah um which you i'm goatee, sure most players like, eyebrows. Oh, that's him that's the guy he's got that yep. goatee <laughs> it's true uh it's so funny um but i think yeah i think it was like the first game that i remember that like really made me feel kind of immersed in the game. Um, mm. You and I just did, t- did recorded an episode this week talking about um, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild with a few other friends. Uh, and it's really strange as I'm saying it out loud to call this game immersive mm-hmm. because it's not necessarily the type of game that you would think is. You would probably think of like an open world game, a game where, uh, you're controlling like one character at a time and really get in like the shoes of that character. But I think this was immersive because like I just loved baseball and it was, I think looking back on it, it's known and you kind of touched on this in your history and context is that the, it's an arcadey baseball game. Um, but to me it was the best one I played other games. Like I tried all-star 99, which I think had Derek Jeter on the cover, Um, and I just didn't like how that game felt. This game felt, uh, intuitive. It felt like you were just kind of an extension of the players because you had a lot of options, uh, at your fingertips. Like I was, I mean, it's a small thing, but even like being able to play an outfielder and dive for a ball or go to the wall when like when a home run, like a row of fly balls going to the wall and you can try to time a, um, it felt really good. Uh, so I think like get the immersion was part of it. Uh, another part was I have like, uh, I have a very encyclopedic memory 
especially about like sports and baseball in particular. So for me to be able to like see all of these players that I knew and admired and like pretty much represented in a, in a pretty solid way in this game. Yeah, they had uh, they had goatees yeah, from what I heard. They had goatees, and you know that's where <laughs> that's like I got it now. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, who knew who knew we were going to talk about goatees so much <laughs> on this episode? Well, uh, this is the new uh, segment, I think, keeping true to the format. It's where uh, hey, it's a new segment in the pod where we're just going to talk about goatees. Hey, good. Mm-hmm. I honestly might have to incorporate that regularly. <laughs> Just like throw the guest off, like at, at, like in the middle of interviewing them about their game, be like, "So, what do you? What's your thought on goatees?" <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I just loved uh, being able to see the players that I loved. A lot of them had. Um, it's the first game I remember uh, having the characters with like batting stances that were at least like close to what they had because they did like motion capture technology mm. to get the players' uh, movements correct Mm -hmm. i mean i think griffey's was like by far the most realistic he's got like the bat high Mm -hmm. he wags it a little bit and then he's got that smooth swing uh but yeah there was just so many other ways this game did that um i think another thing i really liked about this game was uh was something i kind of touched on earlier um which was kind of like the silliness of it obviously and like, so I was talking earlier how Eddie and I would like to, you know, dive around and be silly as the outfielders or whatever. There were so many other things that this game, uh, would do that were silly to me. And I don't think they intended it to be silly. Mm -hmm. Um, for, for example, uh, if a player like makes an error, like there's a ground ball, the shortstop and he boots it. Not only will the player make that same sound when he dives, like oh. I gotta do it for the fan, for the <laughs> listeners every time. Yeah. Um, he'll do that, but also the, it'll they'll play this like l- quick little sound effect that kind of sounds like an org like an organ, the instrument. Like you know, you know, I mean, the organ is synonymous in baseball. You sure. you could probably imagine uh, like take me out to the ball game. Yeah. The, on Oregon, there we though, go. but it's an organ. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but for some reason, they would have this little, like, like disappointing quick jingle that would go like, if you would, oh, like, make yeah. an error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that always made me laugh. Um, of course, like I said, the diving around was hilarious. Uh, if you throw up and in at a player, like, you almost hit them, um, the player will, like, dive out of the way or react to it. And if, if like you throw a strike, if like a, a strike is thrown, like a called strike and the player doesn't like the call, they would look back at the umpire and like gesture at them. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Which is so funny. Um, and then the last thing that rem- I remember thinking was very funny about this game that I don't think was intended was uh, uh, home runs. So what I mean by that is that when you play this game, uh, Two animations might happen when you hit a homer, um, or a, or an op- opponent hits a homer. So one of those things that can happen is that, uh, and this is the least l- less funny of the two, or climactic. Uh, like it'll be very obvious after the player hits it, uh, because like the camera angle will suddenly like be above the stadium and be following this fly ball as it's very obviously gonna be for a home run, and it starts to like arc down like you know any ball would because of fit because of gravity and physics so it starts to arc down towards like the bleachers but then as it crosses the fence for some reason and the listeners can't see it but i'm doing a motion with my hand mm-hmm. the ball will go from like going like this to if my microphone's the fence it'll yeah. be like oh. <laughs> it'll start to like fly like superman and go over the stadium and then the <laughs> announcer will just be like home run <laughs> which was so i don't know why so funny to me and it turned fu- just because like the, the physics on. of it make absolutely yeah. no sense <laughs> yeah. that's great um it's so silly and the, the last thing for me was uh the another thing that can happen when you hit a home run um if you hit a ball or the opponent that's like either barely going to go out like right over the fence or it's going to uh you know not go over as the ball is hit, 
this weird camera angle will suddenly follow the shadow of the ball and like move slowly from like the catcher from like Mm. the catcher all the way to the outfield and fall it. And what you, if you're on defense at this point, what I've, what you grow to learn is that you want to position your outfielder, um, right at the fence where this ball is going to cross because, um, sometimes it goes over the fence. Other times it just falls right into the outfielder's glove, <laughs> um, which is very silly because they make a big deal out of it. You yeah. know, they do this camera angle. It's v- the ball travels like a quarter of the speed that it normally does. Sure. So you have all the time in the world to see it. Um, and it's it's strange. Sometimes it'll go right over the wall. Like I said, sometimes fall right into the player's glove and other times you can rob it if you time your jump correctly. It's it's a world of emotions on these fly balls. <laughs> Great. Uh, that's very fun. Um, so normally uh, you have uh, the ability to play this with your guest. Uh, and so I'm curious, like, when's the yeah. last time you personally played this game? Um, was it recent at all? Like, did you play it within the last, I don't know, year or so? Yeah, I've played it a couple times recently. Um, I I streamed it like three weeks ago, which I think you tuned in for for a little bit. Oh, that's right. Um, I do. I remember that. That's I'm so sorry. I'm an, I'm an um, idiot. No, no, you're fine. No, hey, you're setting me up to answer the question. I love it. Um, there's, I have a great little uh, HDMI converter for my N64, so I can actually stream those games without a different adapter. So I was streaming that for fun. I played as the Mariners against the A's. Um, but this is a game that I will still break out at, at least once a summer, if not like multiple hmm. times. I um, that's high. You know, that's high praise, man. Hey, it, you know, it still holds up really well. I think that's like a testament about the game is that it plays so great. There are little things about it that are frustrating, but they're truly not only few and far between, but they're so minor that like it doesn't put a stink on the game. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I played it a few times this year. Like I said, I streamed it recently back in like January when you could still see people, uh, and not be worried about getting COVID. Um, my old roommate came over and we played, uh, Ken Griffey on the N64 cause I have a CRT TV, like an mm-hmm. old tube TV here. Mm-hmm. So for my classic gaming, uh, so I played that. And then, um, as we know, uh, all sports have been postponed in the United States. Baseball and basketball are going to come back. Is basketball next week or is it in two weeks? Because I know baseball is next week. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of LeBron in the in the gym. Yeah, Katie's in the gym. They're all in the gym. So the I, gym, I would baby. assume probably within the next uh, week or week or two. Yeah. Yeah, they're both soon. Um, but when opening day was supposed to happen this year, um, I think it was like the last week of March. Uh, you know, right at the beginning of all this quarantine, um. We, Elle and I went on a walk. We went to the grocery store and got some hot dogs. We came back here, made hot dogs, and then I played like Ken Griffey Jr. while I watched like classic games on my computer and just trying to like just soak in all the baseball I could since we didn't have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, do you, are you a, are you a master of this game? Like, how do you feel playing it? Uh, Have you, have you spent like, a hundred hours, 50 hours. What are we talking? You know, over, over my time, uh, I would say definitely 50 hours. I would say that's a, definitely eclipse that and maybe close to a hundred. Um, I'm pretty good at this game. I think if I picked it up to play it against just about anybody out there right now, I could hold my own. That's a um, challenge. Just that's cause you, challenging anybody oh, yeah. out there right now. Yes. So if anybody out there wants to come to my apartment uh, and break quarantine, we should do that. Um, Yeah, it's I think I'm really good at this game. Uh, Some things that make it great that I want to touch on really quick that I that I've gotten good at are hitting in this game is a little different than your normal uh, like like all star baseball that we were talking about earlier. In this game, each player batter has like a little circle reticle that is a different size based on like how good at contact hitting they are. Mm-hmm. So what you have to do in this game is when a pitch is thrown, 
um, move your circle to where the pitch is going to be and also time it because if it's a super fastball, which is a pitch you can throw in the game, um, you're going to have to swing early, but if it's a curveball, you got to wait for that break. Uh, so I've gotten really good at that, really good at fielding. And then pitching is fun because each pitcher has four different pitches they can throw. Uh, and the pitching reticle when you're throwing will disappear. So you can like put the pitch on the top left corner, like when you're aiming, but then like it'll disappear. So then you can move it like to the bottom right or outside or anywhere you want. So yeah, just a few things I really love about the game. Sweet. So it sounds like in general, you, this is a good, this is a good baseball game. This is a, this is a good game still for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, this game stands the test of time for me. It's not just, you know, a crappy game that I loved growing up that right. I have, you know, you revisit uh, and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? It's, <laughs> or like you just played true. it cause it was available or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, it wasn't my, you know, I didn't choose this game. It chose me and here we are. Yeah. Are there any, um, <laughs> specific, like mechanics that are in this game that you like wish were in other games or like current games or are there any systems that uh you're like man they hmm. they nailed this thing i wish this appeared more in current uh baseball games you know that's a great question like that I uh, think... dive sound effect sounds like it should just be in all all of them Honestly, that sound effect should be in every game. Period. <laughs> yeah, sure. Not, not, not. It should be when Link, you know, gets hit by like a like a big sword and he falls down. Mm-hmm. It should be like. Oh, uh, um, you How's know, mine? that's a good question. How is it? It's okay. <laughs> hey, yours is pretty good. All right. Cool. Cool. Yours cool. is pretty good. Um, I. I also wonder if the guy who did that voiceover, that's the only one he did. His SAG contract for the day just got paid. He's like, exactly. Um, before I share the answer, your question, I, I wanted to briefly share some stuff about the, the voices. Cause there are some voices in this game. Ken Griffey Jr. Did a few lines of dialogue. Like there's a, there's, I can't remember all the things he says, but when the game opens up, and you can hear the music ramp in. He says, hi, this is Ken Griffey Jr. Let's play Major League Baseball. <laughs> nice. And oh, wait, the little Ohio accent that he's got. Um, <laughs> I loved it. And then when he hits a home run, I think he'll be like, that's gone. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, the umpires have uh, voices too. Like they'll say like safe or out mm-hmm. or or they'll also you like I don't know if you watch baseball, but like some umpires get really into their oh, calls, yeah. and there sometimes are umpires in this game where like on a called third strike they will just really let it fly. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. So funny. I remember. Um, uh, so first off, playing little league growing up, uh, uh-huh. and they would be like the same umps. You know what I mean? Like it was like they were in your, <laughs> yeah. you know. And there was this one dude I remember, and. Uh, he would do the way he said ball just cracked us up. He would go <laughs> like that. <laughs> and what? if it was a strike, he'd be like, strike. <laughs> but that's how he called balls. He was like, oh. anyway, that popped into my head. Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. <laughs> Honestly, let's get that guy to do the voices for yeah. the rest of baseball games. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, I do want to answer your question really quick that I never answered. I went on a tangent from, Hey, this, um, Hey, we're all about tangents here on the call me by your game podcast. So feel free. Hey, yeah. I like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, well in that case, um, I'll, I'll come back from the tangent and say <laughs> that I don't know if I can think of anything that like that's in this game. That's I wouldn't, that I would want to see in current gen baseball games, because I think a lot of, I don't want to, I don't know if this happened, but a lot of like the mechanics and the gameplay, uh, were grandfathered into future games, specifically Mm. another game that I'll talk about on this, uh, on, you know, this four part baseball spotlight Mm -hmm. is a new game, super mega baseball three. And it's the first game that I've played since Ken Griffey, where you have the circle reticle based on, like I said earlier, how good of a contact hitter your batter is. Mm -hmm. And you also have to line that up. Um, 
And I love that. I, there's some games where like MVP baseball, where you don't like actually hit a specific part of your bat to the ball. You actually just like try to aim your control stick to like, like let's say the ball is up, yeah. you would aim up to hit it. So got you. But I like this method much better. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if I have anything that I would bring forward to new games. Cause I think a lot of the stuff's been grandfathered in. Great. That's awesome. Yeah, I think you uh, you uh, both rescued us from the tangent and answered the question. So that's hey. bonus points there. <laughs> A lot of practice doing it. <laughs> um, so uh, is there anything else that you, you, you're dying to talk about this game or anything that you didn't cover that you feel like we missed? Oh, man, I feel like I've gotten to talk about a lot of what makes this game great. Um, Well, actually, one last thing that I want to share, and then I can wrap up my thoughts, too. Um, The first, the thing I wanted to share I forgot about is that you could do a season in this game and do a, and do like a fantasy draft. So you basically could like pick any team you want, but instead of having their roster, you could pick your roster of players in a draft which it was so much fun to me um like uh, thankfully my my favorite team the cardinals have a pretty good team in this game um but but if i ever wanted to like be like the tigers or the orioles or who the expos and the team wasn't that good you could mix it up and it was just a fun little element that you see in a lot of games now um if you wanted to just break up the monotony of that a little bit, uh, that's kind of like all I didn't get to share, but I guess I would just say about this game that it's, you know, like I said earlier, holds up so well. It's so much fun. It's got personality, which like you look at the box and besides Griffey, who, you know, is very charismatic guy, charismatic player, like was magnetic in a way that like baseball players, have a hard time being mm-hmm. um he really transcended the sport i mean like you said he had his own shoe which was like unprecedented yeah it's crazy um, he's amazing uh i would say this game just had so much that like was endearing to me and fun and the best of all like i've already said a couple times it just holds up really well and it's fun to go back and play and i think that's like the best thing you can say about it um do you have uh, yeah. Do you have any like personal connection with Ken Griffey? Because I'm assu- I'm assuming you brought me on because I'm a Seattle man. Uh, so I know I grew up yes. with with uh, old Griffey. Uh, but do you yep. have any like uh personal feelings about Griffey um in the sport that you love? You know, yes. Uh, uh. First, I, I brought you on because I knew I wanted to have you host one of these. I didn't know what it was, but then when I looked at the games, I was like, of course I'm going to have him host the Ken nice. Griffey Jr. episode. Nice, nice, nice. Of course. Yeah. Um, but as far as my connection to Griffey, I mean, he, I wouldn't say that Ken Griffey was my favorite player growing up because, I mean, a lot of the times you're beholden to watching the teams that are close to you, like, which for me were the Giants and the A's, but I, but I certainly admired Griffey and like he's in another one of my favorite baseball games that I would always pick him on my team. He was on my team when I played a new season this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just like so much fun and like it looking at his career, he, he ended up like, you know, he's a hall of famer. He ended up hitting over 600 home runs. He, he was just kind of like maybe the most special player we've ever seen. And unfortunately the end of his career was hampered by injuries. So we didn't get to see him reach some of the milestones that I think he was more than capable of. Um, but he still was able to accomplish so much. And, uh, and he was just so fun. He was so much fun. He played the game with, he was so flashy, but he was so smooth. And that's like the, maybe the most beautiful swing I've ever seen. And, and this is a smaller note to my connection to Griffey, but like I said earlier, I love to play wiffle ball growing up mm-hmm. wiffle ball, like playing in my front yard, me and Eddie would like make our, like these fake teams in our head. We would have our own teams that we'd be playing through <laughs> these fake leagues that we would keep okay. actual stats for. Okay. It was crazy. And, and I never like found 
there for the longest so time. Hang I on, didn't hang on, break like, that down. Yeah. So does that mean like you're going to bat <laughs> as like a different person on this fictitious team, and then you're recording that person's like RBI and hit percentage and shit? Is that how that works? Yes. Yeah. So so basically, what we would do is like I think we would have like the. I might still be the Cardinals, but like that because they're my favorite team. But my whole team would be made up of my friends, and <laughs> nice. uh, exactly. And we would have like when we would play, we would. Um, I'd be like, all right, well, batting first, uh, playing playing second base is Nick Cash, and I would try to do like Nick's batting stance, <laughs> and then and we would have like uh, we'd have like storylines, and we played so many seasons of these things that like. You know, later, like four years down the road, and we'd be like maybe 13, 14 doing this, we would, you know, some of the players that used to be on our team, our friends we didn't see anymore, had like retired or whatever. We had yeah. our new friends on All it. All the famous. <laughs> that's, that's great. Right? Um, but uh, when we would play, long story short is that I finally found a bat that I really loved, and it was this Rawlings Ken Griffey Jr. black wiffle ball bat that looked like a pro bat, but it was plastic. And... I must have bought four of those over like like a six year stretch because I would wear them out. We would like use them so much that the bat would like not work anymore. But uh, so that's a tiny, tiny to Griffey, but like just God bless him for that perfect wiffle ball bat. I loved it. Yeah, he's the man. Uh, I I absolutely idolized that dude. I met him in uh, third grade. Oh, he that's came, right. Or, first grade he came nope third grade yeah he visited my classroom and i got to be a a, a commercial with him uh have you ever found that no it's i've i've looked for it for years my mom tried to look for it for years too uh but yeah it was just like a psa commercial okay uh and he went around the whole classroom and he asked everybody what they wanted to be and everybody baseball player baseball player baseball player (laughs) and uh i was the only kid that was like I want to go to college and stuff. And I made it into the, to the commercial. That's amazing. Yeah. And then I didn't go Wait. to college. So that's, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You're here today, man. Guest yeah. hosting a podcast. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, Connor, unless you have more, I, I'm, I'm no professional at this, but, uh, uh, I don't have any more. I do want to, uh, I do have some facts. If you want to get into the fun stuff. Hey, let's do it. I, yeah, let's do the fun stuff. I got to share so much. Thank you very much. That was really fun. Thank you, man. This was, this was a blast. Um, I love it. So, uh, I found it difficult to find, uh, like Easter eggs necessarily or facts, mm. but one that I did find that I thought was kind of interesting or funny is this game was made by Angel Studios, mm-hmm. and they were founded in 84. They made a bunch of different games, a bunch of different platforms, uh, but then they were bought in November 2003 by Take-Two and renamed Rockstar San Diego. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the same studio that in 2000, this was before they were bought, made Midnight Club. Same developer made <laughs> this Ken Griffey Jr. baseball game. Uh, I found that and was like, that's fucking weird. Uh, yeah. Were there any goatees in Midnight Club? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know they were. That's how, that's, if you want immersion, there has to be goatees. That's just the rule. <laughs> that's true. Um, what I did find, though, was a bunch of, and I kind of like wish this happened in more video games still, uh, but it's just like, silly codes uh i know like uh, gta will do it a little bit um but yeah the silly code so there's a bunch so uh i'll just kind of rattle them off um and it's you know it's a classic sequence of uh buttons or whatever i didn't list those but you can make an outfielder fly (laughs) you can start a fight uh, what you can get an automatic home run every time only for Ken Griffey Jr. is one of the codes. Anytime Perfect. you're a fat with him, <laughs> automatic. Uh, you can unlock uh, bonus teams, which I don't understand how that works. If all of the teams are yeah in the game, Ooh. I don't know. Maybe it's I like this up. Uh, specific World Series teams or something. Specific rosters. I don't know. Uh, you can make a batter explode. 
<laughs> you can you can have a dancing batter. You can have a dancing pitcher. You can just view the ending sequence of the game. And the last and certainly the least uh, on this list, you can uh, all have an alternate uniform color. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Uh, as uh, th- this is the part of the podcast, where as you know, uh, this podcast is called Call Me By Your Game. Yes, uh, it is. And so this is the part where we uh, pay homage to uh, the movie Call Me By Your Name. Because as you know, when we love someone, you know, and, and, and we have to go our separate ways, sometimes sometimes you end up finding someone just just like the person you were uh, in a relationship with. <laughs> sometimes you uh, get somebody completely different. And uh, sometimes you're just switching it up. I don't know how you do it. I'm doing my best here. Uh, but <laughs> hey, it's yeah, it's great being on the other end of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, some something, uh, s- uh, same, same, but different, uh, as you have clearly <laughs> revealed to me. And I was like, oh shit, I should, uh, Google a different, but I'm just gonna say it anyway. Is MVP Baseball 2005 for the PS2 EA? Ooh. Have you played this game? I do. I have it on GameCube and PC to this day. Nice. This is, in doing my uh, uh, homework for this, this is the game that is like, comes up on every single list, usually top three best baseball games Mm -hmm. of all time. Uh, How do you feel about that? Do you agree with that? Do you think it deserves that? I agree. I agree entirely. Uh, It is so much fun. Uh, The great thing about that game, which this is one that we will be doing a spotlight on, Uh uh, might even be the next one. (laughs) Um, For for this game, it even had it had everything in it. Uh, It all the you know had all the pro players. Um, It was amazing. Really, best gameplay of any baseball game. But also, it had the. The announcers that I listened to the most growing up were uh, Mike Kruko and Dwayne Kuyper, who were the Giants announcers because they were local to me, and they were the announcers of this game, and they are so per- like personable and funny, so that was like a really great part about that game. Awesome. Uh, something uh, different but similar is Super Baseball 2020 for the SNES... Oh. Developed by SNK of all uh, developers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know they made this game. Yeah, are you familiar with this one? Have you played this one, dude? I am familiar. My friend Eddie had it growing up. You're, you're robots yeah, playing futuristic baseball exactly, in this year. Exactly. In this year, that's kind of why I picked it too. Because I was like, ooh, it's like I love it. It's so cool. Now, yeah, you're cyborgs they, and androids and shit. Uh, it's. This game is silly, especially because, um, like, the field dimensions, like, what's fair and foul is completely different. Like, mm-hmm. they extend it, like, in the weirdest ways to where the shape is not a diamond anymore of the field. It's like a weird well, hexagon it's, thing. It's the future. So you got to yeah, exactly. have the futuristic <laughs> shape. That's just how that works. Uh, and then... My out of left field recommendation, I left blank because I was like, ah, I should just I should just think of what Connor hasn't played. Uh, yeah. We'll work this out right now. <laughs> Have you played uh, The Witcher 3? N- Never. Oh, you should play that. Great. Okay, that was easy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Now that's the way to do an out of left field recommendation. <laughs> I should adopt that. That's great. Let me just think uh, right now. Uh, what have you played? Uh, you haven't played that? Okay. Uh, also, have you played uh, NBA 2K20? No, but it's on... I downloaded... Or I didn't download it. I got it on PS Plus. You do have it? That's a That's a very selfish recommendation. I just want somebody to play with. <laughs> <laughs> Is that out there, if you're listening, uh, I'm, I'm on NBA 2K20. We should play. Um, Get up, Stevens, please. Great. Connor, the wizard, the baseball maestro... <laughs> this was a blast, man. Thank you for letting me do this. Hey, thank you for 
for uh, not only taking the time today to guest host. You are so wonderful. It makes me think that someone else should be hosting this show. Yeah, uh, but also thanks for the thanks for doing like a little bit of prep work for it uh, and really putting your heart into it. It, it. This was a lot of fun. Dope, man. And uh, I don't have any plugs, so uh, plug away, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, if you're out there, you can follow me, Connor McCabe, on social media at uh, Connor underscore McCabe. You can check out my uh, Twitch channel, which I I'll, there'll be a week where I don't stream at all, and then a week where I stream every day. So who knows what you'll get? Um, you can follow me at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. And last is, as Mikey was talking about up at the top of the show, um, we now have a Patreon, uh, and it's not just for our show. Call me by your game. It's for the entire new network, super NPC radio. So that's my show, video games, a comedy show, and even inside video games and gaming with Jill ideas, uh, will be there. We've got a lot of bonus content for you. Like, uh, Steven said earlier, we have a group episode of Call Me By Your Game featuring uh, Breath of the Wild that is available. Um, you can actually listen to it in this feed, but going forward, those will be Patreon exclusives. Um, and even for the $5 tier, we kind of change things up. You get a brand new show hosted by myself and Jeremy called Super NPCs, where we take more of an NPR look at, at video games and <laughs> developers and stuff. So yeah, so check us out. Uh, patreon.com slash super NPC radio and we'd love to just share more great content with you great uh, that's gonna do it for here uh, at, at uh, call me by your game tune in next time thanks hi this is Ken Griffey Jr. let's play Major League Baseball it's showtime call me call me call me Jr. Call me, 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 call me,